Hello, and welcome to Undercurrents of Hope, the podcast where we look for the hidden places of hope in circumstances that sometimes don't seem too hopeful. I'm Hannah Morell, Executive Director of Broken and Hopeful and Pastoral Counselor. I have a mix of short devotions by myself and interviews of others who have experienced hope in the middle of a variety of different situations. I hope that it will encourage you, reminding you of the one who always holds practical, everyday hope for us, Jesus. Hi there. Welcome to my first podcast, and we're calling this podcast Undercurrents of Hope. And the reason for that is I was looking up what undercurrent meant. Um, And it's an underlying feeling or influence, especially one that is contrary to the prevailing atmosphere and is not expressed openly, or a current of water below the surface and moving in a different direction from any surface current. And I think often the context for an undercurrent is sort of negative. But in this case, I want to look at the places that we can find hope that are contrary to the prevailing atmosphere, which is often one of fear, of um, a, a drive to the negative, and of misery. And so we're looking for those places of encouragement that may not be in your face or very obvious, but I would love to be able to bring those to you and, and hopefully bring some encouragement that way in whatever battle you're fighting today. I am looking forward to interviewing several people who um, will start our new theme, which is the middle of the story. Um, and we're looking for hope in the middle. That's a theme that's been very close to my heart for many years as many people will look at the end of the story and tell all about what God did during that time and how they came through, and there's much rejoicing and it's great, but we forget about the people who are still in the middle and who haven't had the resolution or the ending that they can be excited about. So we're looking for those people in the middle um, that can share some of that Um, with you guys. And so I'll be interviewing people over the the scope of this theme um, in the next few sessions to to bring that, bring some different perspectives um, from others and um, talk about how they've found hope when they're still in the middle of their story. Um, I think that often as as in the Christian life, we, we expect to not have difficulty which is interesting because that's not scriptural, but we expect to be able to go around the valley of the shadow of death and not through it and avoid the fire or the lion's den or the battle. And yet often what God does is he shows up in the middle of it. And so that's why we're really looking for those who are maybe still in the middle of their story um, who can encourage and remind us that we're not alone in that. I did want to share with you today um, a a few things that have helped me when um, I'm in the middle of my own story. And um, these are just things that God has brought uh, hope through for me. And I hope that they'll be an encouragement to you. Um, And then I look forward to interviewing some other people over the next few podcast sessions um, to bring you some more insight into that. So... 
the in the when I'm in the middle of um, my own issues and and frustrations, I I find it funny that I'm recording this after a month of really hard stuff in my own life. Um, to the point where last week I just said, "Okay, could we be done now, <laughs> please?" Um, to God, and um, I think that. You know, I get it. I think a lot of people think talking to me, I have it all together and I know how to get through the struggle and I never get discouraged. And that's just not true. And um, I always want to speak from a place of of my own weakness, um, because that's where Jesus strength shines through the best. And so I don't have it all together and I do struggle and I do throw tamper tantrums with God sometimes like I did last week. Um, so these are some things that he uses to bring me through. Um, number one is being okay with questions. I think a lot of times I look at my relationship with God and feel like I'm not supposed to question him. I'm not supposed to ask why I'm just supposed to deal with it. Even if I'm angry or sad or, you know, frustrated with whatever he's brought, I'm not supposed to ask him about it. And I think that um, this doesn't encourage a a place of um, real relationship when we can't turn around and and ask these questions. Um, And and often we avoid them because of fear, which is interesting because if, if the father already knows what's going on in your mind and heart, this is not a surprise to him. And so I would rather bring the questions to him than um, run away from him because I'm, I'm not sure that he's trustworthy. Um, and so if I need to learn to trust him, I want to talk to him about it. And so bringing those questions, and that's one thing that I talk about with people I work with quite a lot, is it's okay to bring all the hard questions, the doubts, the frustrations, and you don't have to sugarcoat them with me or pretend that you're fine. Uh, we really want to dig in and deal with some of this stuff. Um, I love the the verse um, in Psalms where um, it talks about God healing the brokenhearted. And I think a lot of times that we we look at those those verses and we say, well, that's all well and good, but when I'm brokenhearted, it doesn't apply. And um, I was going to read that. It's Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to all whose hearts are crushed by pain, and he is always ready to restore the repentant one. Even when bad things happen to the good and godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. And so if you are in a place of asking questions or feeling brokenhearted, um, that's okay. I know it's not where you want to be, but it's not where you will stay. Um, but I think sometimes we have to face where we are before we can go anywhere else. When I first started this ministry, Broken and Hopeful, God gave me the name and I didn't like it. In fact, I laughed at him. Me and Sarah get along well with the laughing, apparently. Um, but I, I said, that's a stupid name. I don't like it. And he said, but it's, it's going to be one that's important because a lot of people feel broken. And we need to acknowledge that they feel broken and not pretend that they should have it all together. But there is hope in that. And so we're never going to be stuck there. So 
be okay with the questions. I remember um, when my old friend and mentor, Mike Wells, was alive, he told me one time that um, he had finally gotten an answer to a question he had asked 25 years before. And that wasn't encouraging to me because I thought, good grief, you had to wait 25 years? But as time went on, I realized it it is a good thing to, to be able to remember that even people that we respect and love and have wonderful relationships with God still have questions that are unanswered. And that doesn't um, make you wrong. It doesn't make you hard-hearted. It just means that the Father hasn't brought the information yet, or He hasn't brought the answer yet. And that's okay. Um, So we're going to be okay with the questions. We're going to bring those to the Lord and and let Him deal with them. Um, Also, be okay with the emotions. I think often there's this concept that because we believe in Jesus and because we've been given new life in him, that we are supposed to be happy all the time. And um, I think David and the Psalms would have a real issue with that. He was very good at expressing all of the emotions, everything from rejoicing with ecstasy to the depths of despair where he wondered if God was asleep and ever going to show up. Um, He was angry, he was sad, he was depressed, he was anxious, he was all those things. And so um, I feel like God's given those to us in in his word as a really great reminder that he understands emotion and he's not afraid of it. I think that we assume that he is not emotional. And I think in a lot of ways, that's one of the greatest lies of the enemy is that he's not emotionally connected to his kids. Um, I don't know any good fathers who are emotionally disconnected from their kids. And he says he's a good father. And he also says he's compassionate. And he understands our our sorrows and our grief. And so um, the emotion isn't bad. It just shouldn't be in charge. And so sometimes my emotions will try to dictate my truth. And that's a problem. Um, And so I try to look at the emotion and understand what I'm believing from that emotion. And so if it's that the whole world is on fire and there's no hope and that I might as well just stay in bed, I know that my emotions are telling me something that isn't true. That may be how I feel and I can acknowledge that, but I can also push into the truth that um, I am not alone that Jesus is with me, and as I get up and go about my day, he walks with me, he empowers me, he brings all the things that I need. Um, Wisdom, strength, patience, all of it. And so um, my emotions aren't bad, but I allow them to be sort of a warning light instead of a definition. And the warning light means that I'm probably focusing on the wrong thing. And so I can come back to this place of, okay, I want to refocus. I want to get my emotions in the right place. In order to do that, I've got to focus on truth. And so I put truth in front of me and my emotions eventually come in line. This doesn't mean that I stuff them, that I pretend they're wrong, that I beat up on myself for experiencing these emotions, but I recognize where to put them. And I bring them to Jesus like everything else and put them down in his lap and say, this is what I feel. This is what's going on in my heart right now. 
and he knows, but there's such um, a sweetness in being able to bring them to him and have him listen to me. He never gets tired of that. Um, Remember that you aren't alone. I think that this is one of the most common things that I hear from people as I talk to them about um, their own struggles is that they're all, they're the only ones struggling. They're all alone. Um, Nobody gets it. Nobody has problems like them. And I always want to pull them into another session, which I can't because I'm, I'm keeping things confidential, but another session and just have them be a fly on the wall so that they can understand that they are not the only ones. That several of the people I've just talked to have discussed how they are struggling with loneliness, with abandonment, with rejection, with feeling like the whole world is a a burden and it's just too much. And so remember that you aren't alone. Um, There are several people that are dealing with very similar things. um, But even more than that, um, God promises to never leave or forsake you. You always have an ally. You always have a comfort and you always have a safe place to run into. Um, and his wraparound shield is, is the thing that you really need. Um, we try to get self-protective and, and put up our own walls, but that often doesn't, it isn't effective and ends up imprisoning us, which is not what we want. So we're calling out and bringing it to Jesus. Um, I had a friend who told me a number of months ago that she was struggling with depression and I asked her what she did. And she said, well, Every day, I would talk to Jesus and I would say, God, uh, it's still here. I'm still in a funk. I still don't like what's happening in me. And I feel like it's all hopeless and pointless and, you know, just it's just so discouraging. And she kept bringing it to Jesus every day. Every day, she would bring it again and again and again. And she said after about a month of doing that, one day it was gone. And she said, you know, I think really what it was, was I changed my focus. And I realized that what was trying to discourage me wasn't true. Or it wasn't my definition. Um, A lot of times we take a lot of the messages that the world or other people, um, or even our own little voices in our head give us, which are lies, that we're inadequate, that we're hopeless, that we're a failure. And what Jesus says is, everything I say about true about you is true of you, not what all those others do. And so we have to stand on the truth of what he says about us, even when it doesn't feel true. Um, keep seeking out hope. Whatever it is that helps you to remember um, hope is so important. I had a man this last year ask me how I encouraged myself. And I wasn't ready with an answer because I didn't know. And I realized that I needed to know that. I needed to put some things in place that when I was feeling down, when I felt like it was all hopeless, um, some tools that I could use to really encourage myself and um, to to bring myself back to truth um, in a way that would be effective and surround myself with that instead of surrounding myself with the negative the drive to misery, all those things. And so in those times, I'll often uh, limit my access to negative things, whether it be social media or news or 
um, even some of these these people that are just really tough um, to to refocus while you're in relationship with them. I just might not hang out with them so much for a while. And I'll also surround myself with um, an environment that promotes hope, um, whether it be the music I listen to or the um, you know podcasts or, or radio that I listen to or anything else. Um, I try to keep that in, in a place that will encourage hope instead of spiraling me further down. Um, I used to think, like so many of us as teenagers, um, that when I was lonely or angry or sad, that I should listen to the music that matched my mood. Well, when you're angry and you listen to angry music, what happens? <laughs> you get more angry. And it took me many years to figure that out. But I'm, I'm at a place now where I want to help myself as much as possible and not to derail it further. So surround yourself with the things that bring you hope, with the people that encourage you, with the um, uh, resources that um, bring you back to this place of hope. Um, So we're really looking at creating an environment where you can move forward and you can um, find hope even when you haven't found the end of the story or you haven't gotten the answer to the prayer that you've been praying for so many years, perhaps. And I'm thankful that we can find encouragement in that and utilize some tools and some real practical resources that God has provided. Um, I think so often we treat spirituality and our relationship with with God as this pie-in-the-sky sort of thing. And I am really committed to finding out how the rubber meets the road on the Christian life and understanding how he brings hope to me right now, right where I sit. And to you as well. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Broken and Hopeful is a nonprofit ministry that exists to walk with those who feel broken to find hope in Jesus. We provide donation based pastoral counseling, discipleship, coaching, and mentoring, along with blog posts, women's retreats, books, video courses, and this podcast. If you'd like to join our amazing support family who makes all this possible, you can donate at any time on brokenandhopeful.com using the red donate button at the top of the page. Thank you.